Did you watch the Democratic debate last night? I, I thought it was really a complete mess, and I think that's bad for the Democratic Party. It was literally the last debate, not just before South Carolina votes on Saturday. It was really the last debate before Super Tuesday, where over a dozen states all over the country get to vote. I thought it was badly moderated. They missed several major topics. Literally, there was never a question about climate change or immigration. They didn't press candidates on several of the hard issues. I want to give us a quick analysis of the debate last night and unpack and break down what I think is going to happen over the next few days in the presidential campaign. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. So I watched all of the Democratic debate last night, and I thought it was a mess. (laughs) I did an interview uh, last night with my friend Mehdi Hassan, who's an amazing journalist, I think one of the best journalists in the world, and uh, he has a podcast called Deconstructed. And I did an interview after the debate with Mehdi on on the debate, and um, so I felt like I needed to watch it from start to finish, and so... Uh, we just got a TV for the first time in our living room. <laughs> and so everybody in my family had to watch the debate with me. And uh, they were all begging me to change the channel all night long because it was it was a mess. It was mainly people talking over top of each other. I thought all of the moderators were horrible. They allowed it regularly to get completely out of control. It was hard to even know what the the rules or the policies were in any kind of way of the debate because people were regularly just yelling out of turn, speaking over each other. I mean, maybe at least a dozen times, two different people on the stage would just be talking at the same time and you couldn't understand what either one of them were saying. Like, not for one second, but like for five or ten seconds. Um, it was a mess. And I'm bothered that it, it was a mess because... It really needed to be a more substantive debate. It was the last debate, not only before South Carolina votes this weekend, but before over a dozen different states vote on Super Tuesday this coming week. And and so people all over the country needed to to see a substantive, sincere debate. And by and large, you know, I, I tried to track on social media what all the other campaigns were saying seemed like no campaign was happy that it it was just messy for everybody and you know it just it 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 begs the question like what do the people who moderate the debates like what prep do they do how skilled are they to to even to do this you know just a random collection of of journalists are just kind of plopped up there to ask questions um not a single question and I saw a lot of my friends who were fuming mad about this. Not a single question was asked about climate change. Not a single question was asked about immigration and the immigration crisis. And I saw people, friends of mine, who were genuinely, genuinely heard about this. Instead, you know, random questions were asked about Mike Bloomberg banning large soft drinks in the city of New York. It's like, I don't think the country cares about that. And I don't think you ask about that, you know, over so many other issues. Like, 
in my interview with Meddy. Meddy said he was frustrated that Bloomberg was never asked any questions about the horrible mistreatment and surveillance that he oversaw of Muslims in New York after 9-11. It was deeply bigoted and, and xenophobic and problematic. So many of my personal friends were regularly harassed by the NYPD and ultimately sometimes even by the FBI and CIA and others really at the behest of Michael Bloomberg when he was mayor. And instead he's asked about trans fats and large soft drinks and nobody's asked about climate change or immigration. And so just a poorly moderated debate. And I mean, as you all know, I'm, I'm a supporter and surrogate of Bernie Sanders, but I ultimately thought, that the debate being so poorly moderated ultimately benefits the front runner and and Bernie is the front runner now and because nobody was even really able or capable to emerge out of that debate uh like as a star in any kind of way uh like I thought Elizabeth Warren nailed the previous debate and it it didn't really give her campaign a, a boost in the polls anywhere uh, or in, or at least not in, in Nevada or in South Carolina. But she performed well, and she fundraised off of it. But in this debate, nobody performed well. And when nobody performs well, ultimately that benefits the front runner. And because Bernie's the front runner, it really benefited him. Uh, there There's a high moment and a low moment that I want to share with you. Uh, I'll share both of them. In just a moment, we have a quick word from a brand new sponsor of The Breakdown. I'll share that I'll share that first and then come right back with what I thought was the, the low moment and I thought the most courageous moment of the debate. I'll be right back. I don't know if it's because I'm getting old or what, and I definitely, definitely feel like I'm getting old, but I look forward to going to sleep <laughs> every single night. One of my favorite things to do is to finally go to sleep. And I love going to sleep in the bed that we have because we have a Helix mattress that I love. It is the single best mattress that we've ever had. I want you to get one. I want you to try one. So many of our listeners have already purchased a Helix mattress and they love it. And right now, if you go to helixsleep.com slash breakdown, you can take their two-minute sleep quiz. It's easy, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Listen, your mattress will have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. They'll even pick the mattress back up for you if you don't love it. But I promise you, everybody who's purchased it that listens to The Breakdown loves it. You're going to love it. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off of all mattress orders just for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash breakdown. That's helixsleep.com slash breakdown. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash breakdown for up to $200 off. Go ahead and try it out. You're going to love it. Break it down. So let me tell you what I think was the low moment of what well, the debate itself was a low moment. It was just it was bad. And uh, some of the debates have not been great. I mean, this was bad. But uh, I think the low moment of the debate for me is a moment for 
a Michael Bloomberg where he's bragging about all of the money that he gave to people in Congress. And when you hear the clip, uh, I heard it, and it was one of my most shared tweets uh, last night when I when I asked, like, did you just hear what, what I heard? Where he slips up and says he bought the Congress. And it was a Freudian slip where he really said what he meant and meant what he said. You know, you know people say... When people show you who they are, believe them, it's who he is. Uh, That the word bought even came out of his mouth regarding that uh, is is a real problem. Let me play that clip for you, right? It's a short clip. All of the new Democrats that came in and put Nancy Pelosi in charge and gave the Congress the ability to control this president, I I, I got them. Number two. Just a mess. Uh, Mike Mike Bloomberg is a mess. You know, I don't know where he goes from here. I know he's literally trying to buy this election. He has now poured in a mind-blowing amount of money. What a waste. He's put in now nearly half a billion dollars uh, in ads and other things. Just a staggering amount of money for one candidate to basically buy his way into the race. He's flooded the airwaves everywhere you go on television, on the internet, uh, on every website, on social media. Like, it's just him trying to buy the presidency. I'm I'm deeply disturbed by it. Uh, So my low moment was him, you know, with a Freudian slip saying that he bought the Congress. I mean, you know, it it was, in some ways, it's comical that he said it, but it's equally disturbing as it is comical. I thought the highlight was something altogether different. It was, I thought, maybe the most courageous moment of the debate. Uh, Bernie Sanders, literally all the way back in the 1980s, uh, said that he respected the education and healthcare systems of Cuba. It turns out people all over the world have said that, and including on multiple occasions, President Barack Obama, who actually traveled to Cuba and spoke very highly while he was there, while he was abroad, while he was back in the States, about how impressed he was with Cuba's healthcare system and their education system. And I don't have to play the clips for you, but President Obama raved about both systems. Well, people found a clip of Bernie literally from the early 80s saying the exact same thing that President Obama said just a few years ago and basically tried to say Bernie's a communist. And... You know, what Bernie said last night was, well, first off, everything that I said, we've actually heard all of those things before from from President Obama. But he also said something that I want you to hear that I don't know I've ever heard anybody say in a presidential debate. He came back to talk about what I think is one of the dirty little secrets of the world He came back and talked about how the United States government has overthrown foreign governments all over the world. It's a short it's a short clip. Let me play it for you. Occasionally, it might be good idea to be honest about American foreign policy. And that includes the fact that America has overthrown governments all over the world in Chile, in Guatemala, in Iran. Yeah, I literally don't know if I've ever heard a political leader just admit the obvious. And it's crazy that that's something you just don't hear from political leaders. But Bernie's right. The American government 
has literally overthrown foreign governments all over the world. And it's it's part of why I support him is that he's willing to say the hard thing. And I thought, I don't know that there were any political points in that crowd. It turned out that everyday people weren't even allowed to attend the debate, that tickets were sold to the highest bidder, uh, which was a mess. I mean, the crowd was weird as well. I mean, it, you know, tickets started at nearly $2,000. And so the crowd wasn't nearly as, as normal as you would see of just like a crowd of everyday people. But, you know, Bernie wasn't playing to the crowd and he rarely does play to the crowd. He, he just kind of speaks his truth no matter what the consequences. And so I just thought it was a powerful moment. Uh, one of the, the few highlights of the night for me, uh, listen, I've got to run. I am recording my audio book every single day this week. It is actually way more difficult than I anticipated. I'm literally going to Audible headquarters to record it. And uh, in, in Newark, New Jersey, I started yesterday. And I think I have to go for five or six days. It's a lot of work. And uh, I thought it was just going to be way simpler than it actually is. But it has to be basically flawless. And, uh, and so we're working hard on that. But I've got to run. Got to go record it. Love you all. Appreciate you, of course. Major shout out to our podcast director, Lissandra, our senior producer of this and every episode, Willis, and to our entire team at the North Star. And of course, thank you to all of our donors and backers and subscribers at thenorthstar.com. Take care, everybody. Break it down.